Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Ocho and Ortiz Does Disney podcast. This episode was not my choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to this, but it is what it is. So without further ado, as always, let's get this shit started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said right off the top there, this was not my choice for this week's podcast. I told Josh that he could have the choice of whatever Disney topic he wanted to do this week. So this week, Josh will be playing the part of a wide-eyed child watching Disney movies <laughs> in bewilderment. And I will be the drunken, reluctant parent that's being dragged to <laughs> dragged and forced to watch this drivel. Um, <laughs> so, so this this is gonna go great. Also, this is the first episode that we are going to try to do a video recording on. So that's going on right now. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Hopefully, everything records properly, and it will be up on our YouTube channel. So I will I will post a link to it in the description down below, but definitely check out our, our YouTube channel and see our first ever video podcast. It'll just be me. Josh doesn't want to do video and that's fine. I'm not going to force him to, but, but Josh's pick this week for the podcast was the first installment of Disney's Descendants. So Josh, this is your episode. You kick things off, get it going. Holy crap, you even got a background for that as well? That's I do. fantastic. I do. <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, I like I like I like the little beard going on there, Dave. Oh, thank you. It's the, yeah. first, it's I, the I, first time I'm seeing it. I've I've decided that I'm just not shaving during the Rona. So once it's yeah. all over, we'll see how full this beard has become. It's gonna be awkward, but uh <laughs> where I mean we're, I got mine going, right? Nice. Well, I mean, people have seen you with a beard before. No one's ever seen me attempt to grow a beard before. So this is gonna be something different for a lot of people. That's that's fair. That's fair. All right, yeah. So uh, I mean I chose I I figured we'd go through a, a decom and you when I text you that I was like, Hey, let's do a decom and you <laughs> you text me back saying, What the fuck is a decom? I had no idea what decom was. I'm like a Disney comedy? Okay, like what comedy <laughs> do you want to watch? <laughs> no, so a DCOM stands for Disney Channel Original Movie, which actually started in 1997. It, when the channel launched, I think it was in the 80s, They there was it was Disney Channel Premiere Movies or something like that is what they were called, but then they rebranded it in 97 to DCOMs as the Disney Channel Original Movies. So all the most of them are have been released. They're all well, they've all been released just for the the channel, right? And then there's some of them that were put into theaters, like High School Musical three. That was the what that was like. I think that was the first one that got released in theaters based off of a decom. But I, I High School Musical. I even texted you this that High School Musical was something that I, I was thinking of doing because that's probably that that's not probably that is the biggest decom of all time. And then in I don't no know, I way, just... shape, or form on God's green earth or any other version of earth, whether or not you believe in God, are we ever, ever doing a review of any of the high school musical movies? I am putting that out there right now. 
Oh, we're not? No. Well, already then. Okay, then it's a good thing I chose Descendants then. <laughs> right? <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, it's it wasn't High School Musical, I'll give you that. So you you enjoyed it a little more? Is that what you're telling me? It was about as cringe as I... Well, it was still cringe, but not as cringe as I was expecting it to be. It, it definitely had its moments, which we'll, we'll get to as things go along. But for me, definitely the standout was... Well, the standouts were definitely Christian Chenoweth and um, yeah. Dove Cameron, who yeah. played Maleficent and Mal, respectively. The thing that I loved about both of their performances is when they actually sung in this movie... Like, I know... In all movies, your your musical tracks are pre-recorded beforehand, and then you're just sort of lip-syncing to the to the movie when you're actually record or to the music when you're recording the movie. But when when you listen to their to the vocals on their songs, it definitely sounds like they could have been singing those live. For me, those were those women were the two best in terms of the singing and, and performances throughout this movie. Yeah, no, they were they're. Both fantastic. Kristen Chenoweth is someone who's I've seen before and different shows and stuff. She was on a few episodes of Glee and, you know, she has a Tony and for other things, too. She's really well. She's really good. Dove Cameron is a, another Disney girl. She had a TV show called Live and Maddie where she played both twins. OK. Yeah. So, I mean, not my first uh, exposure to Dove Cameron. I knew who she was. Same with, you know, like the main cast. So the main cast is. Dove Cameron playing Maleficent's daughter, Mal. Sophia Carson playing Evie, the evil queen's daughter. Cameron Boyce was playing, what's his name? Carlos, Corella DeVille's son. And then Boo Boo Stewart played Jay, Jafar's son. So Cameron Boyce, another one, another Disney guy. He was on, oh God, what was it? Jesse, right? And he he acted quite a bit. You know, I don't know if you ever saw, he was, a, he was one of the sons in Grown Ups. He was Adam Sandler's kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since it was like first in theaters, but I I absolutely yeah. love that movie. But we're not here to talk about Grown Ups, which I easily could, but we're not here to talk. <laughs> no, also, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just making a point of other things that he's been in, also, right? Also, I just want to point out because I was actually looking it up when you were talking about it. The first movie to premiere as a Disney Channel original movie when it launched in 1997 was Under Wraps which premiered on October 25th, 1997. So a little bit of Disney Channel history for everybody that's listening. Yep, I might have, you know, Wikipedia open as well for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have open. I was just trying to find it while we yep. were talking. I, I, I already have that open. So yeah, that was, that's who was in that one. And uh, do you know, actually, do you know who directed the movie? I do not. It was uh, Kenny Ortega. He directed all three movies, actually. He also directed the High School Musical movies, Newsies, and Hocus Pocus. And another cool thing for Hocus Pocus is there was another person from Hocus Pocus in this movie. Evil Queen, Kathy Najimi, she was in this. I thought that was pretty cool. I've never actually watched Hocus Pocus. Okay. She was in Sister Act. I just I just know, like, I think Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker are in that movie, and that's pretty much all I know about Hocus Pocus. They, they, yeah, so there's three sisters. Kathy Najimi is the other one. Okay. <laughs> Damn, okay. I thought you would have known that one. But no, yeah, no, she was no. also in uh, Sister Act 1 and 2, and she's been in quite a few things. That Kenny Omega is a great, great director then. 
Kenny Ortega. <laughs> Jerk. He are, uh, he, he's, he's a director, and he also does most of the choreography for all of those movies as well. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. He's no Taika YTT, but he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen Taika's movie that came out last year? I think it was called uh, Jojo Rabbit. No, I've seen I've I've heard really good things about it, and I want to oh. see it. I think it's on Netflix now, or it's going to be soon. So I definitely want to check that out. It's a fantastic movie, really, really well done. Yeah, do you want to start some review here with that, Dave? Well. Let me just start out by saying we sort of gave the, the names of the of the characters and the actors who played them and everything. So basically the idea of Descendants for anyone that has not watched the movie is that there are four children who are descendants of evil Disney villains. So the e- e- di- evil Disney villains, as Josh already pointed out, are Cruella DeVille, Maleficent, Jafar, and the evil queen from Snow White. And basically, oh, and also we can't forget Prince Ben, who is the descendant of Belle and Beast from from Beauty and the Beast. And so basically the story revolves around Beast becoming king and banishing, banishing the villains to an island off of the shores of whatever the places where they're located. I can't remember the name of it. Oregon. There you go. Off of the island of Oregon. And... (laughs) (laughs) Oregon. Yeah, that's what I said. Pteranodon. So anyways, basically, King Beast, because I can't remember his actual name, so I'm just going to call him King Beast. Adam. King Adam, thank you, has banished all the villains into one place. And... Prince Ben, upon his coronation, has decreed that he wants the children, the descendants of all the villains, to have an opportunity in Oridon. So he allows them to come over and go to school there and everything. And basically, Maleficent wants Mal to steal the fairy godmother's wand so they can be freed from that little island place that the villains are on. And so, and Maleficent can extract her revenge. So that's basically the main plot. And then the side plot is the fact that while they're in Oridon, or however it's pronounced, the the descendants, the the children, Carlos, Jay, Evie, and Mal, they're even though their main purpose is to try to to try to steal the wand and everything and get back to to their island, they sort of start enjoying their time in Ardon and they start making friends and, and everything there and Jay makes the I don't even know what the hell the sport is that they play in that movie um Turney what's it called Turney it's called Turney like t- it's called Turney T O U R N E Y okay so it's basically what would I equate it to I I uh, almost like a lacrosse game is it like a lacrosse field hockey mix type of yeah and so he becomes like the star player on that team. Meanwhile, Carlos finds stuff that he's interested in there as well. He makes like dude? Fr- he, yeah, he makes friends with a dog dude after originally being terrified of dogs because his mom convinced him, his mom obviously being Carillo DeVille, his mom convinced him that dogs were evil and wanted to attack and eat human children. 
So he went in with a fear of dogs, and by the end of it, he had made friends with this with this dog named Dude. And so everyone sort of starts finding their groove in Aradon, and then they question whether they want to be evil or good, and then it comes down to a big final showdown at Ben's coronation, and it's up to Mal whether she wants to give in to her mother or or choose her own path and choose the the path of good instead of the path of evil yeah little little things in there as well uh ben is at the time of when it starts is he's dating audrey who is the daughter of aurora sleeping beauty so you know aurora does not like mal already because you know her mom and the moms and everything and they find they go to steal the one that's in a museum and they don't they're unsuccessful but before that they all find statues of each of them of their okay. parents My, and that's when you get chris Chenoweth and mal singing a song together the, the the highlight of the movie as well as the low light of the movie the low light the low light of the movie is that entire museum sequence aside from this musical number evil like me which is just an absolutely fantastic number Chenoweth and 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 Cameron, just, Cameron. It just absolutely fucking killed it. It was it was a tremendous number, probably the best song from the film in my opinion. The rest of that museum sequence can just go in the fucking trash. It's horrible. <laughs> first, first of all, you have the Hall of Villains, the Hall of Villains, and conveniently, the only villains that are in the Hall of Villains are the parents of the descendants in this movie. There's no other there's no other villains in the Hall of Villains. There's no fucking, you know, there's no Captain Hook. There 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 there's there's no pick and choose one Ursula. Of, er, there's no Ursula. Pick and choose any one of a number of different fucking villains in Disney films throughout time. There's only the four that are represented in this movie are the only ones that happen to be in the hall. So for me, I would have I would have enjoyed it a bit more if they had have had statues of other villains as well, make it seem a little bit more realistic in this in this museum. Second of all, the escape in the security guard thing is so fucking ridiculous. Actually, the whole security guard thing is ridiculous to begin with. So in order to get past security to sneak into the museum late at night to try and steal the wand, Mal was given her, her mother's book of spells. And just conveniently, Maleficent's spinning wheel happens to be in the fucking security office. Why there's a spinning wheel in the security office, God only knows. You would think that that would be part of the museum, somewhere on display but no conveniently it's right in the security office then mal uses the same the same spell that her mom used on aurora to get the security guard to go to the spinning wheel and prick his finger so he falls asleep so they can sneak in now in the original spell true love's first kiss has to wake you up from the spell but in this one, conveniently, the security guard just wakes up when when the alarm goes the off, go off when they try to steal the wand. So, I mean, I call bullshit on that right away. Second of all, fucking as they're trying to run away, when you're watching the footage, the security guard really doesn't seem to be that far away from ever really catching them. It's just they happen to get by them. But 
right at the end as they're about to leave, conveniently there's a phone call, I guess, from the alarm company to, to see what was going on. And I can't remember if it was Carlos or Jay. I think it was Carlos. And it was Carlos. Yeah. Carlos answers the phone and reads the instructions in the security guard's book as to what to say to the alarm company to get the alarm shut off. Now, in that time, the security guard really should have been able to catch up with them and at least catch Carlos, if nobody else. But somehow, Carlos runs out, and then the security guard gets to the security room just as just as Carlos gets out. So, with the exception of the evil-like-me number, I call bullshit on that entire museum sequence. I mean... I, I to with 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 that uh, the sequence, <laughs> you know what I thought about when he picked up the uh, phone. I for some reason I thought it was like a whole Star Wars thing when Han Solo kind of picked it up in like A New Hope. Yeah, everything's fine here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So that, that's what I saw. And I loved it. Right. That would um, have been better. Him just saying everything's, everything's fine, fine here and hanging up the phone rather than spending like two minutes giving the fucking code answers. And then hanging well, it, up the phone and just narrowly escaping being caught. It's just, everything's fine here. How, how, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they, they are unsuccessful to get the wand. So now they're trying to figure out how else to get the wand. And Evie finds out that the wand is presented, is used during the court, during Prince Ben's coronation. And so... She tells Mal that Mal asks Ben if they could be up front just to soak in all that goodness from the fairy godmother. And he said he can't. It's only his family and his girlfriend. Well, and technically so she, only his parents and his girlfriend. Yeah, his, par- his parents and his girlfriend. And she's like, oh, your girlfriend. Okay. She shoes him away, basically, shuts the door in his face. And he's, she's like, well, I think it's time that he gets a new girlfriend. So then they go and decide to make a love spell and they're making cookies. But the one ingredient that they need for that is an actual tear. And that's where Lonnie, who is the daughter of Mulan, comes in. We see, we see her earlier because she wants to get her hair done by Mal because she saw Jane's hair get done. Jane is the daughter of the fairy godmother. Yeah, so then she, she cries and finds that when she basically finds out that the parents, the villain parents, they don't love the kids as much as, you know, normal parents, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they make the cookie and she gives it to Ben and Ben instantly falls in love with her. They go to a tourney game. They win the game. And then Ben gets up, says he has something to say. And then he sings a whole song about Mal while Audrey just fucking freaks out. That whole musical <laughs> number was god awful. <laughs> what you, you you don't you, you you don't like? Did I mention that? W- that was horrible. That it, not only was it horrible, it was a long horrible. That song went on much longer than it fucking needed to. Okay, fair. Oh, but I yeah I, I didn't get to ask you. What did you think of the first song, "Rotten to the Core"? Also, not a fan. <laughs> so okay. I absolutely, when, the first time I saw this, this movie came out in 2015. I'm like, this is trash. This is so stupid. This is going to be horrible. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, okay, that was pretty good. Your, your, and then your, I re- your first instincts were right. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I I like that song now. I don't know why, but I really do. Uh, I, I can't stand. When that, when that song first came on, my immediate reaction was, oh, God, I have to sit through <laughs> two hours of this shit. 
I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Anyways, and then just to piss off or to try to piss off Ben because Audrey doesn't know that he's spelled. She come. She's like, I'm dating Chad now, who is the daughter or the son of Prince Charming and Cinderella. Ben takes Mal on a date. And then he goes swimming in the Enchanted Lake. Nobody knows this, or they don't find this out till later, but the Enchanted Lake... Also, another great musical number by Duff Cameron in that scene. Oh, If Only? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Is it bad that I know all these songs? <laughs> no, I would, I, would, I would hope that you would know it, because you've watched this movie probably at least 30 times. Uh, yeah okay probably (laughs) i literally okay i watched this yesterday before wrestlemania a part two i I literally watched the first one and the second one and then i came home today after work and i watched the third one and i started re-watching the first one (laughs) so i mean yeah no I, i i i'm a huge fan of this series in the Enchanted Lake, it washes off every spell that's been hap- that's been cast if you're if you're under a spell. So Ben knew pretty fast that he had been spelled, but he continued to go on with it. And although it's not yeah. it's not revealed right away, it's not revealed. It's not revealed till the coronation when uh, Mal go- gives him a brownie that actually is supposed to revert love potion. Yes, but. And so he's like, should we take, he's like, should we wait for a few minutes? After he takes a bite, she asks how he feels. He's like, I don't know. Let's wait a few minutes to see if the love potion takes effect. And she's like, wait, what? You knew? And, you know, he reveals, yeah, I've known since the first date at the Enchanted Lake and everything. What else happened? Oh, Mal meets Audrey's grandmother. Yeah, because there, there's sort of there's sort of a party before the coronation, a, a little yeah. party with Ben. And I actually there was it was Parents Day. That's what it was. There there was a little musical number in this one that I I quite enjoyed where it was a call back to be our guest. I thought yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal. That was probably the one non Kristen Chenoweth Dove Cameron song that I actually enjoyed. Be our guest. Yeah, that was it was it was a good rendition of that of the original. Yes, very very um, well done. Uh, a good good modern take on yeah. a song that's almost 30 years old at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was it was parents' day. So obviously, you know, their parents could not be there. So before that, Fairy Godmother set up a thing where a video chat with their parents. And I found it so funny, the little banter between the Fairy Godmother and, and Maleficent. Yes. That was really funny. <laughs> uh, I thought I loved that part. So yeah, so they... Mal and Ben are at the front and they're trying to figure out what to do. There's a, oh, there's a whole big thing at the parents day uh, thing with between Mal and Audrey's grandmother and the whole big thing. And yes, then Aurora's Chad, mother. sorry, Aurora's mother. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what her, her name is to be honest. But basically everybody turns on them and then Mal, like, like you said, everybody, everyone they're all starting on, to like it there, right? Everyone sort of turns on Ben in that moment too. Yeah, they all turn on Ben and then they all turn on, on Mal and Evie, like, Jay, even and Carlos. Even his dad turns on him and it, what a prick. Oh yeah, yeah. Beast, Beast is kind of a dick. Oh, a uh, quick uh, funny uh, little thing, about, not funny, but a little thing about uh, Belle. She was actually in the show Once Upon a Time. She played the Blue Fairy in that as well. So another little Disney connection there. So yeah, so after that, they all try to they're all sitting down and Jane and Audrey try to say something to her. So Mal takes away Jane's hair that she did for her cuz it's a spell. So she undoes the spell and everybody they basically Mal scares them all off. 
I forgot. Evie also has that magic mirror. Yes. She has she's got the little personal magic mirror. Which the, and... which her teacher finds out about and takes. And then it's up to the nerd guy in her class to try to help her get her grades honestly. Yeah, that is Doug, who is the son of Dopey and is absolutely in love with Evie. Because, come on, look at her. Sophia Carson. She's fucking great. But I do want to say, going back to the party thing... Like when when Ben introduced his girlfriend when he when he announces that he broke up with Audrey and that he has a new girlfriend and then it's Mal. Like I, I found Belle's reaction like so hilarious that that <laughs> like fucking Belle doesn't want her son to date Mal even though she was fucking kidnapped by the beast <laughs> and fu- basically suffered fucking Stockholm syndrome to fall in love with him right but apparently yeah. she has an issue with with Ben falling in love with Mal so like I just I I, I thought that was that was a funny uh, at least for me it was a, a funny moment I mean, it was a funny moment when when he calls them over because they're going to take a picture of the three of them, Ben, Bell, and Beast. And when Mal starts walking over, the, the photographer gets a picture of Beast and, and Bell's face just kind of yeah, dropping. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was pretty good. But yeah, so everybody turns on them. They so Mal and them are 100 percent ready to leave. All right. So she doesn't. Again, she doesn't know what to do about grabbing the wand and everything. And then as soon as the wand is presented. You see someone grab the wand, and but you don't know who it is. You just see somebody else grab the wand, and then it and, and then it cuts to the parents of the yeah it, of the it, villains. Yeah, so it cuts to the parents because the wand sends out a like spark and it damages the barrier that's holding them up on the Isle of Loss. I think that's what it's called. And immediately, Maleficent gets up, calls for her staff because there's no magic can be used on the Isle. That's that's the whole thing. Is all the all of them are banished to that aisle and no magic can be used. So as soon as that barrier is broken down, her staff becomes activated again. Yep. She can use magic and stuff. So she travels over there, and then we find out that it's not Mal who grabbed this the the wand. It was the fairy godmother's daughter Jane, because she said, "If you won't make me look beautiful, then I'll do it herself. Then she'll do it." And then Mal ends up grabbing it from her. And they were trying to get it back from Mal. Mal's like, no, we have to do this. Like, we have to give this to our parents, blah, 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 blah. And then Ben's like, no, you know, your parents made their choice. You you can make your own choice. What do you choose? And that's when they all decide that they're going to stay in Oridon and that they all choose good. And right as that happens, Maleficent shows up. Yes. And again, Kristen Chenoweth, fucking fantastic. Right. Yes, I, I love Kristen Chenoweth. She's she's amazing. Yeah. So she shows up, freezes everybody as as Beast and Ben try to attack her. And then there's a big whole stare down between Mal and Maleficent. Jay tries to attack Maleficent and then she turns into a dragon. But Mal Stan says, you know, it's between her and it's between the two of them. Leave her friends alone. And she gets, oh, Mal calls the one back from Maleficent. That was a cool thing. Yes. Yeah. She uses a she uses a spell of her own. Yep. To get the wand back, and then she start, and then as Mal is or as Maleficent is the dragon staring at her down, they start. She starts a little another little spell. Oh fuck! I can't remember what it is. But yeah, she starts a little spell, and then Maleficent basically turns into a little lizard, and Fairy Godmother comes out of the being frozen and says that she turned into 
the reason why Maleficent shrunk so small to, into a lizard is because she is the size of the love in her heart. Which is not very much. Yeah. Yeah. They unfreeze everybody, and they all decide to choose, again, good. And then there's a big party dance sequence afterwards. and Which is, it, that's such a Kenny Ortega thing. That, that's a, definitely a Kenny Ortega thing. That's like all high school musicals and stuff like that. But another, again, it's another great song called Set It Off. I mean, as good as Kenny Ortega is, there were no v, v triggers in this movie, and that disappointed me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dave. <laughs> uh, set, I don't know. I like that. I like that song, though, Set It Off as well. What would you think of that ending there? Well, the end definitely set it up for the sequel. You have Mal oh, turn, with, around, yeah. turn around to the camera and say, what, you think this is the end of the story? And then the, the evil green eyes flash. So yeah, it, it, they definitely set it up for the sequel. Movie was not as bad as I was expecting. It really dragged. It it was a long ass movie. It's an hour and I think fifty three minutes. That felt like six months of my life. And um, no, it's not. It's not that long. <laughs> it's an hour and fifty three minutes. It's, it's oh yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah, fuck it is. <laughs> I did it's my 112 res- minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I did my research on this, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other ones are actually shorter. But yeah, so it was it was interesting. I I like the concept of the story. Definitely a unique concept of having the the children of well known Disney princes, princesses, and villains. So the concept to me was really cool. I, oh man, like for me, the story seems like it would have fit better in like a Pixar animated film. But again, the bright spots for me were Christian Chenoweth and and Dove Cameron. I guess we're going to be doing parts two and three at some point and I'm going to have to sit through them. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> but the movie was not as terrible as I was expecting it to be. I would give it, yeah. you know, I, I'll give it a five out of ten. All right, that's fair. I mean, it it did get mostly great, uh, good reviews. You know, there there was there was someone said it was a B grade, saying plot isn't really the point. The fun is the roll call. It's no High School Musical, but the songs are catchy and the junior villains are worth rooting for. Um, high School yeah, no, Musical I, I, sucks, and nothing should ever be compared to that. That is the lowest <laughs> of the low. Come on, man, we're all in this together. No. <laughs> Honestly, when anybody keeps saying we're all in this together because of the whole COVID-19 thing, that is exactly what goes to my mind every time somebody says it. You're the worst. You're absolutely the worst. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I liked the movie. I thought it had a pretty good cast of people. The only one I didn't know out of the main four was uh, Sophia Carson originally. Because I said, like, I knew who... The, you look like you're about the, to say something. The thing we didn't touch on was the diversity in this movie, which is not actually found <laughs> throughout the original Disney films. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you went from a lot of plain, absolutely whitewashed princes and princesses to a very diverse selection. Like, Carlos was Spanish. Audrey's black. Audrey's black. Well, I think Audrey seems to be a mixed race, to be honest. Yeah, she, but her grandmother, yeah, she, her grandmother is black in in, in the film. Yeah, she she's another one. She she did pretty well after this. She's also uh, starred in the uh, new um, the Charmed reboot. Oh, she's okay. also yeah. yeah, she's in that. She's one of the main three girls. 
But I, I, I like the fact that they tried to diversify it, and in the end, it like it doesn't matter, like because you're not watching it for the races. It's just interesting to see, knowing Disney's history, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see. But when when you take that out of it, it's still you know it's still a unique storyline, regardless of, uh, of any, any, anything else. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Something just fell. <laughs> But Sorry. yeah, so no, knowing knowing Disney's history, I like the fact that they tried to update it for modern times and and diversify the cast. I thought that was really cool and and and, and good. But yeah, I I still still give it five out of ten. I would probably get it give it six or six and a half if it wasn't for that just completely horrible fucking museum security sequence. That was just <laughs> that was atrocious. That was pretty funny. But I. <laughs> I think I think that'll wrap that up. Wrap things up. This was a lot. You know, this was a lot better than our brave review. I think not that our brave review was bad, but you and I aren't used to like reviewing shows and movies and stuff. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're used to reviewing wrestling where we just critique the shit out of everything. Exactly. So so last week's episode was sort of a a run through as far as us doing reviews, which is why the title of the episode is with apologies to brave. But (laughs) (laughs) I think we did a much better job of reviewing things this time around. And I definitely look forward to doing more reviews and more Disney talk in the coming weeks. As long as this Rona is going around, we'll keep doing Disney because God only knows what's going to go on with wrestling now because more and more places are being shut down. So who who knows what's going on with, with wrestling right now. So we'll continue to do the Disney podcast for now. We'll do a couple of wrestling podcasts here and there. But, you know, you can always follow us on the social medias, and we would appreciate if you did. Flashing up on the screen for those of you that are watching this. <laughs> at Ocho Wrestling on Twitter, at Ocho and Ortiz on Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. You can also get some merch. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. Tpublic.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. And Teespring.com slash stores slash ocho dash and dash ortiz and of course the number one place to get pro wrestling tees for pro wrestling fans pro wrestlingtees.com slash ocho and ortiz i know it's tough times right now and a lot of people are without jobs so if you're able to support us we would greatly appreciate that and i did post a video today well i mean as of this recording because we're recording this on april 6th it's not going to be released for another two weeks but as of this recording on April 6th, I released a video today letting everybody know that all of our content on Patreon is free right now. I've made all of our content free. That way you can check out our Patreon without having to pledge. If you do enjoy the content that we put on there, we would greatly appreciate it. If you do become a, a pledged member of our Patreon page, you can do it for as little as a dollar. Again, it's... It's tough times, I know, which is why everything that we're going to be putting on Patreon going forward until this pandemic is over is going to be available for free. And then once the pandemic is over, everything will go back to being exclusive content. So check it out for free while you can, and hopefully you'll enjoy the content enough to support us. But with that being said, and the Ocho and Ortiz Mickey Mouse logo in the background, Josh, do you have any final words before we go? I love that fucking logo, by the way. That's that's fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to put that on a shirt, so hopefully that'll be coming oh, soon. 
Yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. I mean, I had fun tonight. I really li- again, I I really like this series. I know Dave loves it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was an absolute blast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing. Like I said before, I'm looking forward to doing more of these Disney ones. Um, hopefully, we'll get into the parks at some point soon. Maybe that'll be another topic that I'll choose or something. Yeah, that would or, be, you know. that would be good. And like I yeah. said, like, like I said on the first episode, I definitely want to get into some of the. Disney conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories that are floating around out there. So I, I, I definitely want to get into that. And hopefully the video of this recorded and comes out well. I don't know if it's going to... The only thing I don't know is if it's going to pick up the sound. Because I'm listening to you on my headphones instead of listening mm-hmm. to you through my computer. So I don't know how that's going to affect your portion of the audio. So uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be trial and error because this is our first attempt at recording a video podcast. So so hopefully hopefully it turns out the way I hope it turns out. Well, all right. And uh, having said that, guys, as always, whether you listen to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day, where it is, where you are, when you're listening to this, we thank you for listening. We appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.